Hello, my name is David and welcome to Back to the Podcast, your number one podcast for all things to do with movies and TV shows. As some of you may know, the other day, May the 4th, was Star Wars Day. So on today's episode, I will be ranking all 11 Star Wars films from my least favourite to my favourite. So without further ado, let's get started. Coming in in the number 11 spot, I have Star Wars Attack of the Clones as my least favourite Star Wars film. Oh, where do I start with this film? This film, to me, is easily the worst in the Star Wars franchise. There's just so many things that I think did not work in this film. And there is a few that did, but the majority to me just did not work. The first thing I'll say that didn't work for me is some of the acting, especially in the first half of the film, from uh, especially from Hayden Christensen as Anakin. I'm not sure whether it was his acting or the dialogue dialogue he had to say, but it just didn't sound right to me. It just it didn't seem right or like it fitted. Like it just didn't seem very good. Like uh, especially in all the scenes where he's talking to Padme on Naboo and stuff. It just it's a lot of his dialogue is really cringy, and I don't think it was done very well. Like a lot of Star Wars quotes are memorable, and people always say them in like everyday life, but. Some of his quotes from Attack of the Clones are memorable for the wrong reasons. Like, the one where Anakin is talking about how much he hates sand. That's memorable because of how kind of bad and stupid it was, which, it you know, isn't good. Like, it should be memorable for being, like, an iconic line, which it, it is, but for the wrong reasons. Also, I thought the CGI in this movie was not, f- like, good at all in certain scenes, especially on Coruscant when... You have a Jedi and people walking around. The background looks completely fake. It does not look good. It does not hold up. A lot of it just looks awful. And on other places as well, not just on Coruscant, on uh, Naboo, those creatures, Anakin is riding on one of them. They're like weird things. They did not look good as well. To me, it just a lot of the CGI did not work. Probably one of the saving graces with this movie is Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's probably the saving grace of all the prequel movies. You know, he's the one thing that in all the prequel uh, movies, you can say, oh, he was good or he he did well. You know, everyone enjoys his character. Like, he's probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. And I mean, this film, out of the three prequels, which had a lot to live up to because the, the original trilogy just became before these, well, a while before these. And fans... Of Star Wars you know had to wait so long for more Star Wars content to come out and then finally we got the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith like the prequel trilogy and they were a bit of a letdown for as long a wait as it was for these to come out you know since the original especially Attack of the Clones in my opinion it just uh it, there's so many things that were just not done well and the originals were just better than them to me especially Attack of the Clones I think there were good moments in Attack of the Clones a few uh, I thought the place on Geonosis and kind of the Colosseum type place was an enjoyable scene it wasn't great with Anakin Obi-Wan Kenobi and Padme chained up on those uh, like uh, uh, cylinder those pole things and their uh, creatures being forced to attack them I thought that was enjoyable to watch I also thought uh, seeing Yoda fight Count Dooku at the very end was kind of cool to get to see Yoda's first ever lightsaber fight which was nice but Anakin versus Count Dooku looked really bad to me, which was disappointing because in The Phantom Menace just before this, we had a really good lightsaber duel between 
Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. And I thought the lightsaber fights would obviously get better, but the one with Anakin versus Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones looked really bad to me. It, it zoomed in on both of their faces and just shows them waving their lightsaber around and you can't really see what they're hitting. And it just keeps switching, you know, back and forth between their faces and you don't really know what's going on. You just see loads of lights going everywhere. It, it could have been done a lot better than that. They could have shown more or done a wide angle shot to see what's going on, but they didn't. Uh, what else is there with it? Uh, I thought Jango Fett was a pretty cool character, a, a good addition to Star Wars. He had a, a cool fight against Obi-Wan Kenobi on a Kamino. That was fun to see. That was another enjoyable-esque scene. But overall, this, this film just had too many problems. Like, the problems to me outweighed the good parts. Like, there wasn't much going for this film. I also thought, and this is true of all the prequel films, that... Uh, Padme and Anakin's relationship is pretty weird and does not work. It's not like a great idea. It's like in The Phantom Menace, you have Anakin being a young boy and Padme being much older than him. And then in Attack of the Clones, suddenly they're getting married and Anakin's the same age as her or even older, it looks like. It, it's just awkward and doesn't really work. And their dialogue scenes on Naboo are like really cringy, the stuff they kind of say, especially the scene like with the apple when they're having dinner I just think and the, like when they're out on the balcony talking I just don't think that's very enjoyable Star Wars content I just don't think it was handled quite as well as it could be but yeah all that and just more and all the negatives outweighing the positives is why I have Star Wars Attack of the Clones as my least favorite Star Wars film but moving on as a number 10th one we have Star Wars The Last Jedi Star Wars The Last Jedi is a very uh, it's a very weird film to place on a uh, ranking list. On the one hand, you got a lot of people that really liked the movie and loved it. And then on the other hand, you got a bunch of people who really hated the movie and did not like it at all. I'm kind of in the middle. I didn't hate this movie by any means, but I didn't love it either. Like, it, it was not a perfect Star Wars film by any means. It had, like, Attack of the Clowns, but had more. It had a few good scenes like a lot of good scenes that were like memorable and you can go and see the movie and enjoy those scenes but overall it's just not a very good star wars film to me it had a lot of issues uh just like i know it had a it was switching directors jj abrams wasn't doing it anymore he was uh not on the star wars project and you can really tell because this film seems to drop a lot of the stuff that the force awakens built up like, things like, we wanted to find out who Snoke was, and then they just killed him in The Last Jedi. Without explaining who he was, I thought that was very weird and kind of a bad decision. Yeah, it would have been good to give him more of a backstory. You know, and uh, in The Force Awakens, we saw a flashback with Kylo Ren, or a vision or something. And he had the Knights of Ren there with him, and then we were looking forward to seeing if The Last Jedi explored who they were. And now, they're just not even in it. And again then, like with the big twist about who Rey's parents were, we were looking forward to seeing who that would turn out to be. And then The Last Jedi just tells us they were no one. They were just drunk people that sold her. And that just didn't seem like a very satisfying conclusion to who her parents were. So the movie is a very mixed bag, but it does drop all of their stuff and then it adds other stuff. And some of it works and some of it really doesn't. A problem I had with the movie personally is that uh, you have characters like Chewbacca still in it and R2-D2 and others. But they don't really serve a purpose in the film other than to be there to be like, oh yeah, I remember him from the other movies or like, because we love those characters. 
But I mean, it would have been good to have them actually do something instead of just being the backgrounds. They don't really serve a big purpose. So I thought that was kind of wasted potential with those characters. They could have definitely had, you know, them play a bigger role. I also thought Finn was like drastically underused in this movie. They really made his character kind of like forgettable because in Force Awakens, he was like a stormtrooper who left the First Order. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I could really explore something with that. But then in this, they just had him off on a side quest, you know, like not with the main group of people. And they didn't really talk about him being a stormtrooper anymore. You know, that was kind of forgotten about, which I thought was also stupid. And I also did not like the new character of Rose in this film. I don't know why, I just, I did not enjoy her character. I just don't think she was a great addition to the movie. And I felt like it was weird, like they were trying to make her a love interest to Finn, which didn't need to be, because I felt like in The Force Awakens, it seemed like Ray and Finn were kind of love interests. And now they're just making Rose his love interest instead. For some reason, they just decided to change that. And uh, their whole story about going to Canto Bight, that casino place to find your man that'll help them uh, with their mission was not like a very good idea. Like it didn't, it wasn't enjoyable part. It wasn't an enjoyable part of the movie. Especially that horse scene, like where they're escaping on those horse creatures through the town. That just didn't feel like it needed to be in it. It felt like filler, like it, it didn't need to be there. I didn't need to see that in The Last Jedi. But it did have some good moments. Uh, probably the best moment in the film was uh, Kylo Ren and Rey fighting like the uh, red uh, armored guards in Snoke's uh, room. That was a really cool scene. It was great action. You know, it was really cool to see that. I had really good visuals. Probably the best character in the sequel trilogy to me that had the best character development and just was probably my favorite part about them was Kylo Ren. I think uh, he was probably the best in The Last Jedi as well. Obviously, I really liked Rey, but Kylo Ren just stood out to me as probably like the best character in the sequel trilogy. Also, I forgot to mention about Luke Skywalker was in this film and I wasn't a huge fan at the end when he didn't come back to fight the First Order. He kind of came back as like a, a vision or like he was projecting himself on Krayt to fight Kylo Ren. Like it was an interesting idea, but I think it would have been good if he had actually shown up and fought instead of just like, you know, imagine like visioning himself being there. I thought it would have been better if he was, he was there. And also that really weird scene that kind of took me out of the movie where he's drinking that like liquid stuff from a... Uh, the creature on Octo. I thought that was a really kind of weird and stupid scene to have in the film. It was just not a good idea to include that. But it was really good to see uh, Yoda again, even as a force ghost uh, with that little scene with Luke. I thought that was really good in the film. Also the end fight on Krayt was pretty good with the walkers and the resistance. But I feel like again, they were just kind of ripping off uh, the Empire Strikes Back with the walkers on Hot. So overall, this film did have a few good scenes and enjoyable moments where you could go to the film and go, oh, yeah, this was good and that was good. But overall, I think it had too many problems. Oh, and also the, the Holdo story where she didn't just tell Poe what her plan was, you know, and maybe that would have stopped Poe from, you know, performing a mutiny. But she just decided not to tell him for some reason, which was also stupid, you know. All these things, you know, just kind of dragged the movie down for me like the few good moments weren't enough to bring it up from all the stuff they kind of did wrong to me in, in this film so that's why it comes in at number 10. As number 9 we have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I remember when this film was coming out I was looking forward to it you know JJ Abrams was back and he did The Force Awakens which I enjoyed and 
you know, uh, this was meant to be like the final Star Wars, like this was the final film in the Skywalker saga, you know, it's like they're gonna have to go all out, it's gonna have to be big, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring out, it's the finale, like they'll have to do something right, and I went to the cinema to see it, and when I came out, I remember thinking on the day, yeah, like, I enjoyed that film, you know, it was good, and then about a little while later, I started to sink in that this was not a great Star Wars film, and I really didn't enjoy it, I think the main thing The Rise of Skywalker has going for it is just literally nostalgia, you know, they're just kind of bringing you know characters and things we might want to see into the film but there's no real good plot or story to it now yeah we get to see lando again we get to see the emperor again surprisingly and all these things we got to see uh what else do we get to see let's see lando the emperor we get to see you know leia and all again who have been in it you know they throw all of this in we got to hear more about what luke was doing we got to hear and see all of this and we, we even get the Knights of Ren in it, which I was looking forward to, but, like, it was, the story and the plot was not executed very good to me. Like, it just had the characters jumping all over the place, everything felt too rushed, like, they crammed so much into this film, like, they wanted to get so much done. It probably would have been better if it was split into two parts, but they kept it as one, and everything got crammed and rushed, like, the characters were like, we have to go here, now we have to go there, you know, and you don't have time to think about what's going on, and... The idea to bring the Emperor back, I think, was such a bad idea, whether it was in this film or earlier in the sequel trilogy anyway. Mainly because, like, the whole point of the original trilogy was, like, uh, Anakin and uh, Darth Vader, like, redeeming himself and killing the Emperor. But now they make that not matter because the Emperor turns out to be alive. So now that kind of feels pointless. So I think it was stupid to have him, and it was even more stupid to have the Emperor reappear in the... Uh, final film of the sequel trilogy like it just felt so out of place and then you had a like he had a fleet of star destroyers in Exegol hidden in ice and just rise up that all just felt kind of stupid like where was all that like when was that happening like it just doesn't really make sense like and when Poe is saying the line uh, somehow Palpatine has returned or something that felt so cringy and like it just sounded so stupid when he said it like again though with the last two films before it had a few saving moments I think uh, again the character of Kylo Ren was the best part of this film and he kind of saved it and uh, where Lando brings like the fleet at the end that was cool to see it wasn't amazing but it, it was enjoyable uh, the Knights of Ren were utterly useless in this after the wait as well which was a letdown <laughs> like we waited they were dropped off after the Force Awakens and we thought they weren't going to be there and then they were here in this film but they were just walking around doing nothing. So they might as well have not been in any of the films, you know, if they were just going to do that. They did have a fight with Kylo at the end, but they also seemed useless. Kylo just beat them really easily. And that was all they did. So I could have taken them or left them. There are also some really stupid moments in the film, especially one with Chewbacca, where we think when he gets captured and put on the transport, we think Rey accidentally killed him when she shot lightning out of her hands. But and uh, but then it turns out he was on a different transport ship so he didn't die and I was like then what's the point in having us think he died if he just didn't like you know there was no point in doing any of that it didn't make any sense you know, it, it just didn't work for me and also uh, the reveal that Ray is a Palpatine it was also kind of jarring like it didn't make sense you know I felt like uh, JJ had a plan for what her who her parents were going to be 
And then in The Last Jedi, we were just told there no one, and he had to try save it. And he was just like, oh, uh, her grandfather's uh, the Emperor or something like that. And it, that just didn't, it just seemed rushed and forced. It didn't feel like it worked. And I absolutely hated that line at the end where Ray is like, where that woman says to Ray on Tatooine, hey, what is your name? And she says, uh, Ray Skywalker. And I, I, I did not want her to say that. I thought the message in the film is that Ray shouldn't be afraid of who she is. She's a Palpatine, but she's not evil like the Emperor was. You know, she's not like all the rest of her family. But no, she just says she's a Skywalker, which just felt like she wanted to be like Luke and all, but she isn't, you know, I mean, that was the message. She isn't a Skywalker, but she's a Palpatine. I need to accept that. But the movie just changes its mind at the end and she says she's a Skywalker. So that was pretty stupid. And then, like I said, with the nostalgia, I remember we also go to the Death Star ruins. You know, Han Solo makes an appearance, you know, as like, I don't know, a force ghost, a vision of memory. I don't know what he was. They didn't really explain that. We do get a scene with Luke lifting his X-Wing out of the water like Yoda did on Dagobah in The Empire Strikes Back. And all of that was like good to see. But I mean, it's just like it's recycled stuff. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's just... It's it's like just nostalgia, you know what I mean? It's not a good story or anything with it. It's just showing it to us was like, we know you like this and we're going to show it to you. But I mean, I'd rather have a, a good executed story than just getting, you know, a couple scenes where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that from The Empire Strikes Back or oh my God, the Death Star ruins from like, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, I don't want to just see that. I want a good story. And unfortunately, The Rise of Skywalker didn't really give me a good story or anything. It just gave me some good, memorable scenes. So that's why uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker comes in as number nine. Moving on to the number eight spot, we have Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Star Wars The Phantom Menace is kind of a tough one for me to place. But there's some parts of the film I really, really liked and some parts I really, really hated. I think this film, more than the ones before, has more scenes that are memorable and you can enjoy. But then again, Jar Jar Binks was introduced in this film and he is probably one of the most annoying and least liked Star Wars characters of all time. He just, he felt like a cartoon character. He was always just jumping around and saying stupid stuff. Like he didn't need to be there. He didn't really bring anything to the film. He was just there for comic relief. But I think he acted way too stupid for what this film was going for. But by far the saving grace of this film was uh, the lightsaber duel between Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul at the end on Naboo. I thought that was one of the best Star Wars fights in all of Star Wars, if I'm honest. And with the Duel of the Fates playing, I thought it was so good. I just thought, it, it's such a memorable fight, you know. I thought Darth Maul, Darth Maul is probably one of my favourite uh, villains in the show, especially after watching the Clone Wars series. I think he's such a good villain and I feel like it would have been good if they maybe kept him alive and had him uh, in Attack of the Clones or somewhere in the rest of the uh, prequel trilogy, but at least he appeared in the uh, Clone Wars animated series, so there was that. And in this film, we also do get to see, like, the origin story of Anakin, you know, from when he was a boy on Tatooine. And I kind of enjoyed the story of the young boy on Tatooine. It was okay. It wasn't, like, it, it wasn't awful or anything. It was decent. I did enjoy the pod race. I thought that was, while it wasn't great or anything, it's an enjoyable scene. You can have fun watching. I think it was just, yeah, it was just a bit of fun to see that in it. And I think it was, like, wasn't necessary for the film, but I think it worked well in it. I think something all the prequels suffered with, especially in uh, in this one and, and in all of them, in fairness, it was all uh, the politics and like the trade route talks. I thought they didn't need any of the boring stuff like that. I just thought 
it, it just was kind of a waste to have that in there. We, we didn't need to see any of that. It wasn't very entertaining. So if, if they cut that out, it might have this movie might have even been a bit better. I think again, like the other two films after this, Obi-Wan Kenobi was good in this film. He was in this film a lot less than the other two prequel ones, but he was still enjoyable in it. And I thought Qui-Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson, was a really good character as kind of this like old and older and wiser Jedi. And it, it was kind of like, actually, it was kind of sad seeing him uh, die. You know, I wanted to get to know more about the character, but I was kind of glad that Star Wars did something like that. They had a main character die, you know, and it was gut-wrenching, at first, you know, kind of. Like, it was just a good character. And he had a good ending, I guess. It might have been good for him to keep going, but it was, uh, I see why they did it. So Obi-Wan would become Anakin's uh, master and not Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, also, we had the end fight with the Gungans and the droid army, which I'd like to say was good. It was fun enough to watch. I think Jar Jar obviously brought it down. You know, he's always, he's like saving people by accident, you know, and he's winning by accident and stopping the army by messing up and slipping over. It just felt like a children's cartoon episode, watching them like fall around. And then you had uh, Anakin blowing up the huge uh, space station, which I, I didn't hate either. It showed why in uh, A New Hope, Obi-Wan was saying uh, how good a pilot Anakin Skywalker was. Like it showed like the origin of like, he actually was good from pod racing and this fight. But it was also stupid that out of all the experienced fighters, this young boy was the one that was able to blow up the uh, space station and none of them. So overall, this film had some good moments, especially that fight at the end. That fight easily made it not in the bottom, you know, too. Like it pushed it up a lot. But it also had a lot of problems like with Jar Jar and just, again, some of the CGI wasn't great. The, the politics talk, it just some of it really held it back from being any higher and that's why it comes in as number eight. Moving on to the number seven spot, we have Solo, a Star Wars story. I, the main reason I enjoyed this movie a lot was for once it wasn't all about, you know, Jedi and Sith and you know the Empire and the Rebellion or any of that it was just a an origin story for a really beloved Star Wars character Han Solo and we get to see how he got the, the iconic Millennium Falcon how he met Chewbacca how he met Lando how he became known as one of the best smugglers in the galaxy so you know you don't go into a film they're like Solo with like huge expectations like oh there's going to be a huge battle between the Empire and all this, you know, you just expect to have a good time with, you know, Han Solo and that's what I got from this film. It was a good, enjoyable time, you know, it was just fun. You can have a lot of fun just watching this film. And I thought the actor who played uh, the young Han Solo did a good job as it, as him, uh, you know, portraying him, especially in the scene where he's in the Millennium Falcon for the first time. He did a really good job showing what Han's like excitement and amazement would be when he stepped into the cockpit for the first time. I also thought it was really cool just to see Han and like Chewbacca on a heist, you know, like he's seeing a heist in the Star Wars, you know, uh, galaxy. Like uh, them on the train at the start, that was a really cool scene. You know, them on Kessel was also enjoyable. And uh, we got to finally see the Kessel run, which was maybe not perfect or anything, but it was a really, you know, enjoyable chase scene, which I, you know, I think that was my favorite part of the film. We got a lot of other new characters in this, but none of them were really remember uh, memorable to me. Like, they had a good group at the start who were, you know, performing the heist on the train, but then they killed them off, like, straight away. So I felt like that was kind of a waste for them. And Han Solo's love interest in it, Kira, 
I didn't really like her character. I don't know what she was meant to be doing. I get that she started working for Crimson Dawn and couldn't be with Han anymore. But I just, I don't know, there's something off about her character in it that I didn't love. You know, she was always, she, it never felt like, uh, you know, you could trust her, which I guess was the point of her character. And then at the end, uh, we find out that she's going to be working with Dark Maul. With the fact that we might not even see, get to see where that's going now. Like, if we do get to see where that's going, maybe, and we see her character again in the future, then maybe I'll like her more after we see where she goes. But I don't think we will get to see anything with her in Dark Maul. But if we do, like, maybe she'll become a better character to me. I thought how uh, Han actually met che Chewbacca and this was uh, pretty good. I thought it was kind of funny, you know, having Chewbacca being captured by the Empire and being used as this basically monster that ate deserters of the army. And Han was about to be fed to him, and then they have to work together to escape the Empire. I thought that was a uh, quite funny way for them to meet, and quite an interesting way. You know, I never thought of it being like that. I also really enjoyed Han turning out to be in the Empire for a couple of years, serving as like a soldier. I just thought that was kind of cool to see him, you know, fight in that battle and uh, at the start of the film. He only got a minute of that, but it was still cool to see. Also, we uh, the character played by Woody Harrelson. He was enjoyable in the film. Uh, but it was kind of obvious that he was going to betray Han at the end. Like he even says to Han, uh, don't trust anyone and you'll never be disappointed. So it was kind of on the nose that, you know, he was probably going to die at the end. You know, somebody was going to have to kill him or Han most likely was going to have to kill him, which he did. I thought, uh, I thought the film as a whole though, it just, it was an enjoyable film to watch, you know. Oh, and also uh, Lando, young Lando in it. He was pretty good in the film as well. I enjoyed his character a lot. I thought it was really cool that they kept from the original uh, trilogy that Billy Dee Williams always pronounced Han as Han in those films and they kept it the same and showed that like you know he's always called them Han like young Lando when they meet when they're uh, playing Sabacc is calling him Han and we get to see that you know the origin of that like he, he's never been able to pronounce his name properly and uh, we also get introduced to a new droid Al Tree which was which was a, a cool character as well, but she also got killed off pretty quickly. A lot of the characters in this film got killed off pretty quickly and didn't get a chance to prove themselves or become memorable in any way. But yeah, like I said, it was a fun movie and I wasn't expecting much from it and I got what I wanted from it. It was just a fun movie that I can go and watch and enjoy it, you know, every time. But it's nothing amazing or spectacular, but it was decent and that's why it comes in at number seven. Coming in at the number 6th spot, we have Star Wars The Force Awakens. Star Wars The Force Awakens obviously is uh, the first in the sequel uh, trilogy of movies, which are probably, looking back at it now, my least favourite group of movies. When I first saw this film, I was really excited for it. I hadn't seen a Star Wars film in cinema, and I was like, uh, thinking this was going to be so, such a big thing to see one in cinema. And after the night I saw, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, that was so good. I can't wait to see where it goes. But after uh, The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker came out, I think they both helped ruin The Force Awakens a bit. Because it just uh, a lot of the stuff that The Force Awakens was planning and setting up for the next one was just dropped off in The Last Jedi. Like, it didn't feel like it mattered. Like I was saying, The Last Jedi dropped off, like, who's Ray's parents were. They were nobody. Who the Knights of Ren were, they didn't even show up in that film. Uh, what else? You know, Finn's like Stormtrooper kind of arc, which they didn't really care about. That was dropped off. Just so much of it was kind of forgotten about in uh, The Last Jedi. 
And uh, something I found stupid was in The Force Awakens, uh, it was all about finding Luke Skywalker. There was a map to Luke and the First Order and the Resistance wanted it, the full thing, so they could find him. And then in The Last Jedi, Luke says to Rey, do you think I came to the most unfindable place in the galaxy for you, like, to come and find me or something? But then I was like, then why bother making a map to where you were going? Like, that just seems so stupid at that point and pointless. You know, like, it made the whole objective of The Force Awakens seem kind of pointless. You know, why was there a map in the first place? Another problem with The Force Awakens was it felt so much like a, a copy of A New Hope. You know, you had a young person, like, instead of a young boy, a young girl on a desert planet, you know, who goes off and fights at the big bad, like, you know, in this case, instead of the Empire, the First Order. So, and, you know, it just felt like a copy of that. And also then you had Starkiller Base, which was just a copy of the Death Star. So, so much in this film just felt like a copy of A New Hope. So both the films before and the films after it were kind of making it, you know, less good, in my opinion. But there were some really good moments in The Force Awakens. I thought Kylo Ren as the villain, while not as good as Darth Vader, was still really good. But I mean, like, I wasn't expecting anyone better than Darth Vader. He's, like, way too iconic for someone to, you know, top now. But he was still really good in the film. He was probably my favourite part of the film. And as I said, my favourite part of all the uh, sequel uh, films. But overall, the film just did not feel great after watching, uh, after finishing the sequel trilogy. It did have a good final fight, actually, I'll say that. Like, uh, the ships fighting the TIE Fighters and the X-Wings on a uh, Starkiller base. is like, the sun is slowly being, like, drained and slowly getting darker. I thought that looked really cool, especially when I saw it in 3D. And also the Rancor scene with Han and Chewie and uh, Rey and Finn and all on Han's, like, uh, freighter was a really good moment to watch. I thought it was just fun. It wasn't amazing or a really memorable scene, but it was still enjoyable. But other than, like, again just a lot of just memorable scenes it was not great overall it just looking back on it, it it wasn't a great film it was good when it came out but because of the next films it really dragged it down a bit and that's why star wars the force awakens comes in at number six coming in at number five we have star wars the return of the jedi i have before i start talking about this i'll say that every uh, star wars film i have after this like my top five are like to me amazing Star Wars films you know they're like so enjoyable you know they're iconic you can watch them and have such a good time every time and there's not too much wrong with them but with that being said uh, The Return of the Jedi is uh, my fifth one out of these five Star Wars The Return of the Jedi is an amazing and iconic film it ended off the original trilogy and there's so many parts of this film you can watch and enjoy Especially the stuff between Luke and Vader in the entire second half of the film. I thought all of that was great. We also get to finally see the Emperor like show up and do stuff. Which was cool. You know, he was really like disfigured looking and creepy. You know, I think they did a really good job with like his design. Also, uh, they did bring a second Death Star. Which I thought was kind of uh, like, you know, we've already got this. But that was still enjoyable. Like the space battle uh, outside the second Death Star. It was probably my favourite space battle in all of Star Wars. Like uh, Lando flying into the uh, second Death Star and blowing it up was a really good scene as well. It was really like, you know, tense watching them try to escape as uh, the space station's blowing up. And I'll, there was still some problems I had with this film, especially in the first half. I thought the Jabba the Hood stuff could have been made a lot shorter. I think it went on way too long. We didn't need it to be that long. 
you know what I mean it was some of it was still enjoyable especially like Luke versus Durancor but I just think it definitely didn't need to go on for that length and the plan Luke came up with sending you know his friends one by one just also seemed like a stupid plan to me and then after all that it ended uh, with like a really stupid death for Boba Fett a character everyone really wanted to see you know show up again he was like a really cool person in the background that we wanted to see more of but he just went out by falling into that Sarlacc pit and that just seemed like a waste for that character at least he did show up in the Mandalorian which was cool but I mean it would have been better if we didn't have to watch him die like basically die stupidly first uh, also I don't I don't know if I'm a fan of the Ewoks in it. Like, I, I didn't mind them, but I felt like it was stupid that Ewoks beat the Empire, or helped beat the Empire anyway. Like, it wasn't that they ruined the film or anything for me, but it was kind of out of place that these practical, practically teddy bears were able to beat, like, stormtroopers with armor and guns by using rocks and spears. But again, it, it didn't take me that much out of the film. Like, there's not much else to say about it. Overall, I just, I really enjoyed this film, almost everything about it. If they just cut out some of the Jabba the Hutt stuff, maybe get Boba Fett a better death, or even didn't kill him at all. And maybe, I think the Ewoks were in it a bit too much, maybe if they cut them out a little bit as well, this would have been even higher up on the list. But overall, it was still a great Star Wars movie, and I had a really good time watching it. Coming in, in number as number four, we have Rogue One. Now, I absolutely love Rogue One. I think it was very different, again, like Solo, to the rest of the Star Wars movies. Obviously, we still had the Empire, you know, we, we were still fighting the main big bad guys. But we were with a bunch of characters we had never met before. Like, we, don't, we hadn't seen any of these characters before. So, you were nervous, kind of thinking, oh, will I get... I kind of want characters of seeing your characters I enjoy. What if they don't... What if these characters aren't enjoyable? But I have to say... Each character in Rogue One was actually really enjoyable, you know, Jin or so, uh, Cassian, and the new droid K2SO, and all the rest, they were really enjoyable in this film, especially K2SO, he was a standout to me. Like, he, after R2 and T3PO, he's probably my favourite droid we've got in a film. I think he was just a really good addition to it. And uh, I think another great thing about this film is we know that none of these characters showed up again in A New Hope. So this created like an air of tension when you're watching the film is, you know, these characters could die. Like these characters might not make it out of it. And that's exactly what happens. And I think that was a really smart idea because, you know, this is the first time that Star Wars has ever just like decided to kill off basically all the main characters in their film. And it was really unexpected. And I think I was really shocked when I saw that none of them were going to make it off Scarif. I think that was a really cool idea to have them just die. You know, we don't need to see them go off in the story. We don't need, you know, to see what happens to them after this they got they did their purpose they got the death star plans from scarf and you know got them to uh leia that was that was what they needed to do and then they don't need to be there anymore so i think it was uh cool to actually see all the characters die for once i just think that was kind of uh that was just kind of never been done before and i think it was exciting you know to see that for once and i really didn't see it coming so that was a big part of the movie that i enjoyed I also thought that the battles in this movie, like all the action was handled really well, especially the last battle on Scarif and in space. I think that was a really great battle. Like the space battle in Rogue One is probably my second favorite after Return of the Jedi. And obviously the best scene in the movie had to be a uh, scene with Darth Vader at the end when he uh, ignites that lightsaber in the dark corridor and starts slaughtering all the uh, rebel soldiers as they're trying to give the, de uh, the Death Star plans. 
on Talia. I thought that was a really, like, that was probably one of Darth Vader's best scenes in any Star Wars film. Or maybe it is the best scene in any Star Wars film he's been in. Also, other good scenes in the film were definitely, uh, definitely K2SO had a lot of the good scenes. I actually was surprised that I was upset during his death because he was actually such a funny and likable character throughout the film. But uh, the one thing, the main reason this film isn't higher, like this film could be higher, but it's just the fact that there are, it's not in the actual Star Wars universe. So I felt like I couldn't put it higher than the actual Star Wars films that I thought were better. Like, even though this was a, an amazing uh, film that I loved, there was just three better Star Wars films that were bigger and had a bigger story to tell, you know, that fit into the entire saga. But other than that, I have no real complaints with this film. You know, it, it was a different take on Star Wars. It felt more darker, you know, seeing all the characters die, did not see that coming. You know, the Darth Vader scene, the action, you know, it all worked really well to me, you know, and yeah. Uh, if there was no more Star Wars movies and that was it, this, that one would have been number one. But there's, to me, there's three better Star Wars films than that one. And moving on to the number third spot, we have Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, first of all, is easily the best of the three prequel films. Uh, the three prequel films were very, like, at the time, not beloved. Well, Revenge of the Sith was, but it felt like Revenge of the Sith was the story... Uh, the prequels wanted to tell like it felt like the Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars were just build up uh, to what this film was and it kind of like it lived up to what the build up I wa it was I guess like uh, so much happens in this film that has an impact on the rest of the saga like forever like you know this you know sets up basically the entirety of the original uh, trilogy it has so many iconic moments well a lot of iconic moments anyway I think Hayden Christensen as Anakin in this film was much better than Attack of Clones. He was really good in this film. And the best part of this film to me was seeing Anakin's, Anakin slowly turn to the dark side and like the reasoning why he was. You know, you see, uh, you know, we get to see the Chancellor or who it turns out to be the Emperor, you know, uh, the Sith Lord they'd been looking for, you know, befriend Anakin and slowly, you know, uh, you know, start to manipulate his mind and make him want to join with him instead of the Jedi. Like we, we learned that Anakin starts to have visions about Padme dying and Palpatine tells him that if he, you know, he can learn how to save her, like Palpatine knows how to save her, but Anakin will need to learn about the dark side of the force to save her. And you know, he, he wants to do that. He can't let Padme die, you know, he loves her too much. And then you also see why Anakin's starting to move away from the Jedi. The Jedi you know, offer him a seat on the council, but don't give him the title of master, what really upsets him. And the Jedi also say that once the Chancellor, once the war, the Clone Wars is over, the Chancellor is going to be taken out of office. Like, uh, Palpatine has been in office way too long, you know, no one's ever stayed in office as long as he did. And Anakin thinks the Jedi are going to try overthrow him and thinks they're, you know, against him. And this makes him, you know, not trust the Jedi as much and start to turn towards trusting uh, Palpatine who will help him hopefully save his loved ones and it's just it's really heartbreaking to see him like you know go against everything uh, he believes in and everything he's fought for for so long and become to the dark side just to save the one person he loves so much and then it turns out that he wasn't able to save her in the end anyway so that was probably the best part of the film to me you know seeing his, uh, his gradual descent into becoming Darth Vader like at the end of the film 
like Anakin is by the end of the film Anakin is gone you know he, he's not there anymore he's it's just Darth Vader you know, nothing about Anakin is still there you know it's, it's not like him anymore and another great thing about this film is definitely Obi-Wan Kenobi again I think he was probably the best in this film like Anakin was uh, obviously though Obi-Wan was great throughout all the prequels like I said he was probably the saving grace of them but he was really good in this film and obviously he has this really iconic line that everyone says when he drops down to fight General Grievous and goes, hello there. And I think if you're a Star Wars fan and someone says hello there to you and you don't respond by saying General Kenobi, you haven't properly watched Star Wars. It's such a thing Star Wars fans just know about, that line, hello there. So at least the film gave us that. That was another great moment from the film. And we got the two big lightsaber fights at the end. Uh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan on Mustafar and Yoda versus Dark Sidious on Coruscant or Palpatine. And those two fights are probably my favorite uh, lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars. Like they have a real weight to them, you know, like if they lose this, you know, it's over, they've lost for good, you know, everything they fought for, like this is it, you know, they can't lose this fight. And like seeing Obi-Wan have to go against his uh, former apprentice, you know, like his brother and having to attack him it's like heartbreaking to watch you know because they're they're such close friends you don't want to see them doing this but they have to you know everyone has to you know there's no other choice and uh the fight between yoda versus uh the emperor dark Sidious was like such a cool fight to see as well i thought it was a little strange in fairness at the end when yoda easily could have kept fighting but just says he failed and decides to go into exile but that wasn't that big a deal in the film some other things that were improved in this film were definitely the CGI looked a lot better on all the planets, especially when they went to Kashyyyk with the Wolfies, that looked really good. Uh, oh, and I, I almost forgot about the really, you know, memorable moment where Order 66 is executed. That is probably one of the, like, darkest and gut-wrenching moments in the film where all the Jedi, you know, are killed by the clones they've fought alongside with for all of this war. And if you've watched uh, the Clone Wars animated series, it's even worse to watch, you know, because you've seen them over the course of a, a whole show, these Jedi and clones working together against the Separatists. Then all of a sudden, the clones just turning on them, killing the Jedi. Like, you know, we witnessed the Jedi being wiped out almost entirely in, like, the span of a few minutes from one order being executed. So that was, like, a really memorable Star Wars moment. That's probably one of, like, the darkest moments in all of Star Wars. And... We also, there are some kind of, there is one bad moment in the film, I'll say, and that to me is the one where Mace Windu and uh, Emperor Palpatine have a duel. I think it just didn't look very good. Ian McDermott, you know, was not great at doing the lightsaber fights, but like, again, it wasn't that bad. It was still enjoyable. It looked kind of funny in some of the scenes. And then it ended, obviously, with Anakin, you know, betraying him and uh, joining the Emperor, so it had, like, a reason for happening. And is there any... Oh, and we also get, like, some really dark moments with Anakin when we find out he killed those younglings, you know. It really... The movie really went to an extent towards the end of the show, just how, you know, bad Anakin is gone. You know, he, there's no coming back for him at this stage. You know, he's he's become Darth Vader now. He's not Anakin anymore. So overall, I think this movie was such a good Star Wars film. Like, you know, it, it showed, you know, the transition of Anakin to Darth Vader, and it did a really good job at it. It showed what happened to the Jedi, why there was none in A New Hope, you know, except for Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda. It showed why they were left. It showed the birth of uh, Luke and Leia and why they ended up where they were, you know, why Luke ended up on Tatooine. 
it just showed everything and set up like basically it set up the entire original trilogy you know at least it set up the new hope anyway oh uh, the one other issue i think i had with the film was uh with padme's uh, death like uh they say at towards the end that padme is completely healthy but for reasons they don't know she's losing the will to live which i thought was strange you now she's just about to have two children you think she'd have the will to live you know after that but I see, I know why she had to die, you know, drive, uh, to drive Darth Vader ver further into becoming like, you know, the menacing and terrifying Dark Lord that we get to see in A New Hope. So overall, this was definitely an amazing Star Wars film and I love watching it, you know, I can watch it anytime. And that's why it comes in at number three. Coming in in second place as my second favorite Star Wars film is Star Wars A New Hope. The film that kickstarted the whole Star Wars franchise. We wouldn't have any of the other films on this list or any of the TV shows or any of the Star Wars content without this film. This film was the start of everything. It's so iconic and people still watch it to this day because it's just such a good film. You know, it's like there's so much to, uh, to enjoy in this film. Like Star Wars A New Hope takes a simple idea. A farm boy who dreams about you know going off and fighting you know for the army but they put that in space and suddenly becomes a whole lot more interesting you got what luke skywalker such an iconic character everybody knows luke at this stage you know living on a planet called tatooine we've never heard of and wants to go off and fight uh, the empire this huge uh, galactic force that has taken over the galaxy and all his friends have gone off and he wants to join them and he has to save a princess you know from uh, the huge battle station the death star and like it's it just like so like so many iconic things are in this film whether you're talking about the iconic millennium falcon the death star han solo all the characters in this film are memorable like so many people whether you know much about star wars or not know the characters from this movie but that's how memorable it is you know we get introduced to r2d2 and c3po luke skywalker han solo chewbacca leia all these amazing characters that appear throughout numerous movies and uh, star wars content and are so beloved to this day because of how well they were done in A New Hope. And that's just how good these characters were. And like, I don't think there's one bad scene in this film, if I'm honest. Like, uh, the, the only thing I'll say about this film, like the only one negative thing I have to say is probably the first kind of quarter of the film is a little bit boring. But as soon as they meet Han Solo in Mos Eisley, uh, it picks up so much and does not let down until the film is over. Like, uh, there's so many scenes in this film that are so rewatchable and so enjoyable. Whether you're talking about uh, the attack on the Death Star with Luke flying along the trench and blowing it up, or Han coming in to save him, or uh, the escape on the Death Star, which was such a good scene, or whether you're talking about meeting Han Solo for the first time, or when Han Solo shot Greedo, such an iconic scene about who shot first, a debate that still went on, you know, to this day, you know, people still debating who shot first. And I, overall, this is just, it's such a, like, uplifting movie. You can have such a good time with this film. You know, you, you won't have a bad time if you watch this film. There's nothing not to like about this film. Like, you know, whether you've seen the other Star Wars films or not, I think if you watch this film, you'll have a good time. You know, it started everything. In fairness, the lightsaber fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan wasn't great. But it was the first lightsaber fight we ever got. Like, we weren't expecting much. You know, but being introduced to Darth Vader, I forgot to say, like, when we, you know, seeing him for the first time 
in A New Hope. I can only imagine like how like cool and scary and menacing he was, you know. This Dark Lord that seemed unbeatable walking around menacingly with that breath thing, you know, that was going on with his mask. That must have been so cool to see. And even watching it to this day, it's so cool to see. You know, it goes to show you how, you know, you know, how well this movie was made and how much it holds up. So that, like, this movie easily comes in in a second, as second place. Like, everything about it is great. It's such a good movie and anyone of any age can enjoy this film. And that's why it's uh, number set two. Coming in though, in first place as my favorite Star Wars film of all time is Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, what is there to say about this film that hasn't already been said? When I think of Star Wars, this is the film I think about. Before I even saw Star Wars or anything, before I thought about it properly, before I got into Star Wars, when somebody asked me about Star Wars, I think of The Empire Strikes Back and I think of scenes from that, whether you're talking about the battle on Hoth, uh, being on Dagobah, being on Bespin, you know, any of the main scenes from it, you know, I think of this film. This, to me, is a perfect Star Wars film. To me, there's nothing really wrong with this film. Everything in it is iconic. To the characters, to the story, to the major plot twist, you know, that at the time no one saw coming. Like Everything in this film works so well. Like, I, I can't find one bad thing to say about it. Not really. Like, I loved the opening fight on Hot. I think that's probably one of my favourite, you know, uh, fights that wasn't to do with lightsabers. I think that was so cool seeing the walkers in the snow. Obviously, we got introduced to the character of Yoda, who's become such an iconic character to this day. Like, almost everyone, whether you've seen Star Wars or not, knows who Yoda is because of this film. He's such a memorable character from this film, like, playing this, you know, old, wizened Jedi, you know, who, you know, he acts like he's been through a lot. You know, we you can sense by him that he's gone through so much in his past. And, uh, you know, he acts, like, really funny, like he doesn't know who Yoda is when Luke shows up. And he has so many memorable scenes in this, whether you're talking about him lifting the X-Wing out with that iconic uh, music playing, or whether you're talking about uh, his iconic line, do or do not, there is no try, which is still said to this day because of how, you know, iconic it is. Oh, and I almost forgot to say about Star Wars as a whole, like the Star Wars theme song, especially in the original tree, just felt like to me is so iconic. It, it's so good. I can't imagine a better soundtrack to Star Wars. Like, thank you, John Williams, for the soundtrack you made for these movies. They are amazing and they make the film so much better. And another thing I'll say about this film is uh, we get the Imperial March, another soundtrack, not just, uh, we don't just get the original Star Wars theme song that plays in the opening uh, crawl. We get the Imperial March, which is so iconic now, you know, with Darth Vader you know walking around with his uh, army of stormtroopers and this marching song playing showing how menacing the force is and that's something this film did really well it's much darker than a new hope you know like our heroes feel really like they could lose you know what i mean like they feel really vulnerable as as it opens they're on the run from the empire you know and then a fight ensues and they have to escape again and the millennium falcon throughout this whole film is always being chased. They never have a moment to breathe. And so the audience doesn't have a moment to breathe for them either. They're always having to escape some, you know, like anything. They're escaping an asteroid field. They're escaping a Star Destroyer. They're trying to escape Cloud City when Darth Vader's there. Oh, and we also get introduced to the character of Lando, 
who's a really enjoyable character. He's kind of like, you know, the character of Han, like, you know, an old friend of Han, which was a really cool uh, character to have in the film as well. And then, of course, we can't forget about probably the most iconic and well-known movie plot twist. Let it, not, even, not in Star Wars, like in all of film history. The best plot twist ever, in my opinion, probably, when Darth Vader uh, and Luke are having their fight and he cuts off Luke's hand and then reveals to Luke that he is his father. He's like, I am your father. Like, I can imagine when people were in cinema watching that for the first time to just sheer shock and amazement at what they've just found out. You know, like, if you don't know about that and you go in to The Empire Strikes Back and find out, it's just so shocking and unbelievable. Like, no one could have saw that coming and it's like so memorable now to this day. You know, I'd, I'd say when, when somebody asks you about Star Wars, that's probably one of the main moments in Star Wars that immediately comes to your mind. Plus, it's so iconic, you know. It's probably the most iconic scene in Star Wars, you know. It's the scene everybody knows about at this point. And yeah, like, everything about this film, to me, just worked. We also got to see so many new planets, like Hoth, the ice planet, uh, Dagobah, the kind of swamp planet, and Bespin Cloud City. I was hoping they did that a bit more in A New Hope, you know, showing us loads of planets in this galaxy, but at least we got loads uh, of it in uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and we also got some new creatures. We didn't get many creatures in A New Hope. We got, like, the Tauntaun they're riding, which is really cool uh, creature design, and that big, like, uh, slug thing that comes out of the asteroid trying to uh, eat the Millennium Falcon. We get, you know, so much cool stuff in this film. Like, so much of this film is amazing you know you get so many memorable scenes so many you know good fights so much good dialogue the characters are great just everything in this film is great to me and that's why it easily is my favorite star wars film of all time thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode of back to the podcast and i'll catch you all in the next one